The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everybody, and welcome to The Open Door. This is the online voice of The Summit Lighthouse, where we publish promote and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. You know, I've got to say that it really is an honor and a privilege to be sharing this time with you, you who are listening to the show today. This is part of a mandala of consciousness that we are so just happy and joyful to be able to share with you in this in this platform, on this basis, on a regular time frame. And I don't know where you may be listening to the show right now, but a lot of times we, we've realized that the downloads that are, people are doing are from all over the world. The outer Mongolian states, uh, from Mauritius, from New Jersey. You know? <laughs> but we were just amazed at how far and wide this goes. And again, it's just an honor and a privilege to be sharing the time with you. And we're talking a lot these last few shows about light very essential component, of course, to our path. And we, we want to today kind of focus on one of those uh, truisms, if you will. It's a key component to the path. That is a simple statement, which is the light of God never fails. Yeah, there's no qualification to that, is there? Nope. Um, and I think, you know, as, as we've gone on in the many episodes <clears throat> or shows we've had with this, you know, try and open the door and explore some avenues you might want to, to look at and explore. You know, I, I and I see as what's unfolding in the world, I was sharing with the gentleman before the show here today, you know, this is the time to act. This is the time to look at yourself and say, is this where I am? Is this who I really am? What is God's plan for me? And what should I do about it? I think it's, you know, if there's a sense of urgency, it's, you know, when you have the truth to act on it, because yeah. there are cycles of lives, life, and the cycles come and the cycles go. And that's not to, to scare people. It's just the reality. Is what it is. And so many people intend to do certain things, but, you know, procrastination. In fact, one of the masters says pro- procrastination is the death of the chila or the disciple. In other words, putting off yeah. till tomorrow what we could do today. And as I look back on my life, I'm grateful for every moment I spent in pursuing God and pursuing the path and in serving others. And I think that's what our lives count for. And so as we share this teaching with you today, including the light of God never fails, it's a simple statement, but it's a profound statement that really changes the equation of our lives if we if we take it in. Well, and we know that the ascension is literally an action plan. This is, this is our path. This is what we're here to do, to complete this circle, come back to the heart of God. And if we don't take advantage of those opportunities, it doesn't mean that we're going to get an unlimited supply of them. So we've got to make hay while the sun shines. Exactly. And, you know, it's God doesn't put pressure us to do things we don't want to do because free will, of course, reigns supreme. Mm. But if you have this within your heart and you're listening to the show, so there's got to be something there that is an impetus for you about who you are, that you have the presence of God within you. And I think in the in the, um, the thing we're playing today, the excerpt is the statement at the core of the soul is the seed atom of God himself. I know, isn't that Is that not a profound statement? You can say that again, actually. That's a... At the core of the soul is the seed atom of God himself. (laughs) God is within us. And that's an amazing statement when you think about it. Well, you know, a lot of times there's this sense, a false sense of distance. 
between where we are and where we're going. And we've said it before. We don't mean to make this a joke, but this, this is the journey without distance. There's nowhere to go. God is within you. God is within us. Mm-hmm. This is we're just simply manifesting who it is that we're eventually destined to become. It's our divine birthright. And we have our holy Christ self, which <clears throat> is the the mediator between God, the perfection of our I am presence, and us in our somewhat lowly estate these days. I mean, it's all there. We have Jesus as example in this lesson, and unfortunately, as we know, it wasn't uh, presented by orthodoxy in the way it was meant to be presented, and so people don't know there is a path to be walked. You cannot be a spiritual person and be passive. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen. You know, we have to initiate things. We have to draw forth the light. We have to call to God. God will respond instantaneously, as we'll hear today in the talk. Yes. But we have to take that initiative. So we can't wait around for God to do something. God has already done something. He created us. Yep. He's given us opportunity. And now it's up to us to decide what we're going to do with that opportunity. And I'm reminded of what Edgar Casey said in one of his readings, as people get to the other side after their conclusion of their embodiment, there's a lot of embarrassed people yeah. because they haven't done what they promised to do. Yeah, exactly. And so it's enlightened self-interest yeah. to say, well, God, you know, what did I promise to do? What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? And take just the next step that's in front of you. You know, that's a very fascinating concept to realize that, you know, through the reincarnation, we come back again to fulfill whatever we might have not done in a prior embodiment or embodiments. But part of what we do to the when we're in front of the karmic board, we say, okay, I want to go back this time and finish this thing. I want to get this thing done finally. I want to get over this hump, whatever the case may be. We don't come into embodiment with a conscious awareness of those things, but we learn through time, through the process of our spiritual awakening and our consciousness expanding what exactly that plan truly is. And we talk about the ascension. One of the things that is important to understand is that your, your cosmic blueprint, your divine plan must be fulfilled as one of the requirements for the ascension. And sometimes balancing certain karmas are key to that. Yeah, well, this is what the karmic board has said. Okay, good. Go do it. Yeah. And, of course, the challenge now on planet Earth, it's not that easy to get an embodiment anymore. Because of abortion (laughs) and birth control, it's hard to find good places to come to. And you have to come to a place where you can meet your karma. And that may involve certain other people that have to be embodied. So you can see how complicated this formula gets. Oh and and so if you are an embodiment, you are blessed beyond measure. Because there's many more people out of embodiment than are in embodiment that want to be here because of the opportunity. And so the light of God never fails to guide you, no matter what your circumstance or situation, if you will place yourself, position yourself, not in a checklist, but in an opening of your heart and inviting God to teach you and show you, you can accomplish monumental things. But, you know, to those that have as much more as given, to those that have not is taken away. And so for continued opportunity, take advantage of this one. You ever wonder with certain people that you meet why they're part of your karma? (laughs) You know, (laughs) why him, why her, why now? It's all part of something. There's no accident. Exactly. <laughs> I know. You think, oh, boy, that's a, that's a strange sort of a person. <laughs> Why am I involved in, you know, in that well, situation? Well, you know, one of the things it brings up, and again, you know, we've addressed this from different angles before, God will never tempt us. He will give us opportunity to be in a place where we can fulfill something that we may have chosen to fulfill when we came into embodiment this time, some karmic debt, some karmic balancing that needs to be done, but he's not going to make us, he's not going to lure us into a trap. Mm-hmm. He'll give us all, only what we can handle and no more. But sometimes the reason I brought that question up is that we have these encounters occasionally and you just wonder, who is that person to me? Yeah. 
<laughs> why did I, I mean, and it's kind of an interesting question to ask yourself because well, the conundrum well, is there's got to be a reason. This well, is when you think that we've done everything there is to do on this planet, I know, we've committed times. every crime, no doubt. And <laughs> yeah. fortunately, there's mercy. But, you know, I had a, we had an experience a few years ago. We had a young man that started to listen to our show. This is when we first came on. And I ended up, he had some questions, and I ended up talking to him on the phone a number of times. And the where he ended up was he 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 kind of believed what we what we are. He understood the Senate masters, mm-hmm. all these things. But he said to me, "You know, I'm having a good time right now. Yeah, I remember. And I don't want to change my lifestyle. Okay, which was uh, you know for a young man, you can imagine what it involved. And you know that was his choice. But the problem is, you know, he's he's giving up the greatest gift in the world for a temporal one. Yeah. And I understand we're in physical embodiment, what that means. But at a certain point, we have to decide the eternal gifts, the eternal path is more important than these temporal things because these temporal things will get us nowhere except back into embodiment again with less, <laughs> perhaps less opportunity than we have now. So we, at some point, we have to decide, not because we should do it, not because we're expected to do it, but because we want to do we it. We want to do it. We exactly. want to pursue God and our true divine plan. You know, one of the <laughs> themes in the lecture excerpt we're going to be playing for you later in the show uh, I think, if I'm not going to quote it exactly, but I need to paraphrase it, says, you don't bargain with God, <laughs> you know? I mean, you, it's very hard, as you said, sometimes to give up certain parts of your personal life in favor of a higher consciousness and a higher position in where, where you want to be. So the human self gets in the way. We know that. I mean, this is part of mastery. It's that the human self is, there's a certain allure, you know, there are things that make life enjoyable. Well, maybe there's a higher joy that we just aren't quite fathoming that we could approach if we were willing to let go of the lesser self. Well, you know, and and it is the human consciousness is the only thing really that is keeping you from from uh, taking up the path. You well, know? Yeah, and human comfort. And human comfort, yeah. And so you, at some point you have to say to yourself, now, is this something that I've done before and I've done over and over and over again and it's getting in my way and I don't need to do anymore? But I like it. But I like it. It feels good. It's comfortable. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to, we don't want to apply that spiritual path is there's no comfort there because it's a comfort at a different level. It's a spiritual comfort. It's a knowledge of who you are and where you're going and that is nothing the world that can offer. But we have to decide, you know, yeah. what are we going to continue? And there are people that have made that free will choice. I like it the way it is. I'm not interested in God. And there's millions that have made that choice. That's their free will. I mean, ultimately, there's no future for them at some point, but that's their choice. But if you feel that kindling within your heart, you know, and you're willing to get down on your knees and say, God, I'm not sure where to go, but show me the next step. And, you know, everything is energy, you know, uh, whatever you do. I mean, I did some recording in Nashville, and I had a fairly successful song, <laughs> but I love what I'm doing now. Now, it's so do I say to myself, well, it'd be kind of fun to go out and make another hit record or something like that, <laughs> but should I stay here and doing, you know, there's so much joy in what we're doing Well, here. you know, I, th- I think the misconception is that you have to give up everything and wear a hair shirt. Yeah, and it's you know, not it's, true. It's not at all. I mean, no. this is a path of joy that is so fulfilling. It's actually expanding what you're desiring. I mean, it, it's, it's, the, it's the, the world way no longer it. holds that allure. I know. No. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. You know, I've even given up a certain car that I was interested in. You know, let go of that desire. Oh. That took me a few years. But anyway, you know, let go of those things and let God. I mean, it's. I know that sounds simplistic, but it's so true. And oh. sometimes acquiring those, acquiring those things and doing those things is a part of your divine plan. 
It's almost like having gone through that, you now have a gift to put on the altar and say, I don't want that anymore. I don't need it, but I appreciate what it was in my life stream. Yeah. See? Well, and you mentioned the divine plan, you know, that we often talk about the ascension here, we did today, and the key requirements for making it happen. But, you know, because of personal circumstances and karma, the path to the ascension is unique to each soul. So, uh, what do we mean by that? Well, we're going to take a break now. Stay tuned. We'll come back and answer it. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, our theme is The Light of God Never Fails. Now, the, the, the ascension is our goal, and getting there is our path. And how long will it take and how far will we have to go to get there? Well, that depends on how willing we are to get our human self out of the way. Here's more. There are no formulas for the ascension. I couldn't give you 25,000 things to do and to tell you if you finished doing them that then you would arrive at the point of your ascension. There is no requirement of the law that you can fulfill 
from the standpoint of the human ego and be acceptable unto God. One cannot enter in by bargaining, this bargaining with God and this demand that God is going to feed one and feed one with all of the human needs and pleasures that it feels it is entitled to. The raw ego, or the raw id, as Freud described it, has the unlimited desire. Mark used to tell me that the bottomless pit is the desire of the human ego. And once you start feeding the beast of the human ego, the desires are unending. And in fact, the desires increase. The more you feed it, the more it wants to be fed. And the Eastern teachings tell us that this is a lie of the fallen ones, that to give in a little bit to the human ego will pacify it. Our leaders in the West haven't learned that, so they keep on giving in a little bit to the Soviet bear. They toss it a piece of meat, they give it another country, another territory, another area that doesn't matter, and think, well, this will pacify them and they won't want any more. But the Nephilim will not even be content if they consume the entire planet Earth. They want the moon and every other planet in the solar system, and then they'll go on to the next solar system. And that's been going on for a long time, too. Fundamentally, then, your carnal mind is in a state of rage and anger against your own Christ self. Here's the carnal mind, here's the Christ self, here's the soul in the middle, pulled toward the carnal mind because of education, indoctrination, pulled because it is wearing a body that has sensation and human habit patterns, pulled toward the Christ because at the core of the soul is the seed atom of God himself that feels magnetized to the higher self. The soul has to decide to slay the beast, but it can't slay the beast unless it is one with Christ, because Christ is the slayer of the beast. Only Christ can overcome Antichrist. So the soul has to get inside of Christ, and Christ inside the soul, and simply be, and watch how that Christ will devour the fallen self or the lesser self. This is Armageddon. And you all are wagers in that war in your individual microcosm. And when you win, or if you don't have the total victory, when you align yourself with the forces who are the winners, with the forces of victory, and the whole great white brotherhood becomes your ally, then you can pursue the parallel path of waging war against the Antichrist within the self and the Antichrist that is in the world. And Jesus' words were, The prince of this world cometh and findeth nothing in me. He was speaking about the fact that he had the victory over the carnal mind, and therefore the carnal mind of the planetary dweller on the threshold, the collective carnal mind of the entire planet, could find nothing inside himself to attach itself to. There was no point of temptation in Jesus. He had no carnal mind in himself. The world could no longer tempt him. That's the real safe place to be. But until you're there, you have the advocate with the Father, your Christ self, with the entire great white brotherhood. And whenever you feel the magnetism of the lesser self or of the world pulling 
and you feel you are in a dangerous situation, you can always give the SOS cry. The SOS cry to the Great White Brotherhood is, the light of God never fails three times, and the mighty I am presence is that light. That's the official distress signal of the Great White Brotherhood. That's why it always gets immediate action. And at that moment, you have legions who come to stand in your defense. But they stand about six feet from you. And until you've made the decision to denounce that carnal mind in yourself or another or the world, they cannot rush in and reinforce. You have to stand all alone and make the decision. Jesus stood alone in Gethsemane. He wrestled through the night. He said, finally, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but thine be done. He was not wrestling with temptation. He was wrestling with entering into the initiation of the crucifixion. Shall I or shall I not allow myself to be captured? Shall I use my powers to dissolve my form and remove myself from this test? He had the free will to not undergo the initiation of the crucifixion. If thou be willing, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And it was God's will not to allow the cup to be passed from him. And he accepted it. And the moment he said it, it is written that angels came and ministered unto him. His disciples deserted him. The Great White Brotherhood could not intervene. He had to stand alone and make the decision. As soon as it was made, the reinforcements reinforced his will and neutralized the planetary carnal mind that would move against him. So he was free to go on and take that initiation. Now many times we stand alone and we fear to take the stand because we do not realize the law. You must know the law. The law will never, never fail you when you have to make a decision for righteousness and you stand alone. When you make it instantaneously, the Brotherhood sends its legions and you are fortified and you have the victory. I've experienced it many times in what to me seemed like very, very major initiations. Things that had a great price tag on them. To me, I felt it was not simply my life at stake, but the entire movement or the entire organization or the planet. You always have the sense, and it is true because you hold the line where you are, that in those moments, unless you make the right choice, millions of people will not have the opportunity. And so they're momentous because until you make the decision, you feel all the armies of Mara and the fallen ones ready to move against you. They're ready to destroy you. They're ready to destroy the organization. They're ready to destroy you financially. Or they threaten to destroy your reputation. The big odds are there. And you stand alone and you make the decision. And all of a sudden you wonder where they went. They dissolve, they seem powerless, they shrink, they don't have the power to do anything against you. And you, you watch how the forces of light go marching on. And not without striving. We all have to keep striving. But they go right on and they have their victory. And it happens again and again. So I want you to take courage 
when you know a decision is right. Even if it's for the sake of testing the law, just to see how wondrous it is when it works. And once you've had a single experience like that, it is such a momentum for every future victory. I think cowardice must be the worst enemy of the initiate. To overcome that fear, which is cowardice, and to be honorable, and then to be a mighty conqueror. Those who are motivated by divine love reach a place on the road that leads to God identification, where they recognize the supremacy of divine ideals, as Abraham did, who heard the voice of God saying unto him, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. As long as individuals seek to master the world of illusion by themselves, they will lose their souls or be castaways from the kingdom that is not of this world. You can't master the world of illusion by yourself. The soul cannot master the carnal mind by itself. There are individuals who become black magicians who take the left-handed path who exercise many of the rituals of the light bearers. The difference is they don't recognize God as their shield and their reward. They want to do it themselves. They want to get the credit and the glory for the victory all by themselves. Ever and anon, souls have sought to glorify outer world conditions and to glorify themselves against the background of its facades. Thus they have pursued a temporal crown right while they seem to be pursuing the spiritual path. One of the problems today and the principal one involving modern orthodoxy is that while it is far better to have and to hold some form of religion than to have none at all, the concepts of mortal error about holy things are to the present hour very great and subtly concealed beneath a surface of apparent godliness, apparent godliness. This prompted St. Paul, even in his day, to declare of apostasy, they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. A form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. Religion has become a cloak to be worn as a badge of merit in the eyes of one's fellow men. Whereas the seeker for truth and for contact with the hierarchy of light and the great white brotherhood must of necessity come directly under the aegis and guidance of the great master teachers. Their authority, their aegis, not merely their guidance where we say, well, I may take your guidance or I may not take it, Serapis Bay. To submit oneself to the authority of a master. This is where the fallen ones will stop. Indeed, drawn right to a halt. So we can't master the world of illusion by ourselves and thank God for the ascended masters. So stay tuned, we'll be back in a moment for more. on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, Here's a question. Who is the authority in your life, and how much of your personal self are you willing to give up to get where your soul wants to go? Here's more with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. I can remember the steps that I went through to prove that I recognized Elmoria as the authority in my life. One can say it with one's lips, one can mean it even in one's heart. But the day-by-day chilaship of submission to a master involves daily surrender because whatever his requirements are touch on new facets of being, new levels of the subconscious, new areas of untransmuted karma. He gives a directive and all of a sudden it touches an area that is kind of reserved over here for the personal self. So we never know except in action, neither does the master. This is why the master does not place his trust in us until we've given years of active living service that reveal that in fact we do recognize the master's authority in our life. All kinds of things are given for the testing. They seem monumental at the time. They seem momentous to the nth to give up this or that freedom to do a service for El Moria. But in looking back and to realize what one has gained 
it would be ridiculous to have withheld. Yet I can remember some very funny stories about these encounters. I think I could entertain you for several days with these experiences in chilaship and how when you are off guard that human will will defend its right to do the silliest things the things that you really don't care about at all and then you realize you're getting to the core of a level of human stubbornness that is is actually ridiculous it's it's like looking back on oneself in the caveman stage after one has come in to the sense of one's identity of Christhood and the old skeleton is still there in the electronic belt and all of a sudden it rises up and it makes a statement that is totally out of context with one's new consciousness but it's there it has to be slain it has to be bound it has to be put into the flame it has an aura it has a magnetism it has an energy and it will threaten to carry the day unless you come forth fully clothed and armed with your Christhood for the binding of it. Sometimes when you deal with individuals who are in a rage or angry and you feel the trembling by the very vibration of their aura, you can realize that this can happen to you when you deal with an old record of yourself. And when it comes upon your being, you can feel for a moment almost overcome by a certain waywardness or a willfulness or an old habit pattern. And you really don't want it, and God knows you don't want it, so he lets it come right up out of the basement. So you can have the joy of jumping on it and slaying it, and you get the victory, you get the good karma, you get the mastery. So it's not taken for granted that these things are behind us. Sometimes people boast that they've been a vegetarian for 50 years. And that doesn't mean that they have slain the desire, the unlawful desire for self-preservation or of greed. Some people think that attainment is suppression. They may really desire to have a piece of meat, but they suppress the desire and walk around piously being a vegetarian, proving to everyone that they have more spiritual attainment than anyone else on the path. But Jesus said, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out. So, a person who has been a vegetarian for 50 years may very well be a living saint and may be a Christed one. But it probably isn't because he was a vegetarian. It's because of the quality of heart, the quality of his heart. So virtue is as the heart is. Our motives must be transfigured. You think you're going to ascend. Well, your motives must go before you. They must ascend first. You are going to be transfigured, but not until your motives are transfigured. They must be transfigured before you. Christ was transfigured before his disciples, before them, literally in time. They had to see his transfiguration and be motivated for the same. That's why the world needs a savior. That's why you need to be the example so people can understand where they're going. You are the light of the lantern on the path. And when your motives are transformed, then others' motives will be transformed.
we have to believe in things for the right reason. I think that society will evolve to right action if we give them a right reason. And my greatest argument with fundamentalists and right-wing people is that they may be espousing right causes, but usually, and most of the time, not for the right reasons or the right motives. And therefore, they turn off everybody else to their right cause because of their wrong motive. And I think there are many people in the pro-abortion or pro-choice camp that would immediately switch to pro-life if they had the right reasons, the right reverence for life, the sense of its sacredness. So that's for all of you to do and to become. So I think that motives are transfiguring even as they must be transfigured. I think that this motive, which I don't consider my own, it's just a natural way of being to me, but I think that this motive is a part of the transfiguring flame of the true marriage. When one has such motives, one is literally buoyed up on their flame because they're the motives of the Holy Spirit. One experiences literally a new dimension of reality. You ought to think of yourself as the soul that slipped out of the embrace of the Christ self. You want to think of your Christ self as your cosmic self and your cosmic vehicle, and the soul as the seed portion, and the fall is literally the descent of your soul like a ball that tumbled out of a spaceship to a lower level of perception, a lower level of self-perception. Somewhere along the long line of evolution, you no longer perceived yourself as the Christ. You were no longer compatible with this all-enfolding beingness of Christhood. You slipped out of the sphere of the mediator, and now you are the lower figure in the chart. God sends his Holy Spirit as the dove and the flame for you to use to climb back up the ladder of that selfhood. It is step by step because you have to gain, you actually have to win the new vibration and be able to hold the line at that level. And it is a step by step ladder until you are back in the very heart of that capsule of your own being. The consciousness has fallen and the consciousness must rise. It must rise. If it doesn't rise, there is no salvation. It must accelerate. Your Christ self from whose embrace you slipped is the means of your salvation. And remember the word salvation means self-elevation. To be saved by Christ, you must elevate yourself to that level of Christ. Believe on thine own Christ self and thou shalt be saved. Believe on thy Christ as the deliverer of thy soul from the sense of struggle, from the sense of division, from the sense of sin, from the sense of the pull of the world. Believe on the Lord thy Christ self, and thou shalt be saved. If you do not believe in this Christ self, you cannot mount back 
to the realms of its glory. The image of Christ is the divine right of every man. The image is what is important because the soul is a reflecting pool. The seat of the soul chakra is a mirror. It's a little pond. And you ought to be able to look into that mirror and see the face of your Holy Christ self looking down upon you. The death of narcissism is the individual looking into the pond, seeing the lesser self falling in love with that self and falling into the pond of illusion. So one must see in the reflecting pool the Christ. One will not see the Christ if one does not champion one's right. The divine right of every man is the image, the divine image, Christ, in which we are all created. First the image impressed upon the soul, then the soul, because the image is played upon it, is reformed after that image, and in that image it can ascend to the plane of Christhood. The word image is very important in traditional theology. It says in the book of Genesis, God made man after his image and after his likeness. It's the negative and the positive. The positive projects the image into the negative. It's an outline on form, on being. When we come into the conformity of that form, we can disappear, the negative can disappear into the positive. The negative soul can be absorbed into the positive Christ. If it's out of congruency, it will not come together. Love is fulfilled in love. Christ is fulfilled in Christ. The image of Christ in you allows your soul to be filled, fulfilled in Him. I like the idea of moving as a little child into God's kingdom or his consciousness. With all of the teaching that you've received this week, so concentrated of things to do and things not to do, it's wonderful to have the breath of fresh air of realizing that it is progressively and step by step. And we are as little children and we learn our lessons one by one, and we do move into God's consciousness. It is a pleasant experience. It's an experience in love, and it should be enjoyed. You should enjoy the path of your ascension. You should enjoy everything about life, everything you do, you should enjoy your prayers, your decrees, your listening. You should enjoy eating. You should enjoy sleeping. You should enjoy working and playing. As a little child, enter God's kingdom. Feel the experience of enjoying whatever it is that's happening, rather than feeling that you have to get somewhere else and do something else and get ready for this or get ready for that. Be right now 
and see how much of God's joy you can actually experience as a child. And then you will find a great miracle happening. You'll find all of this teaching just naturally become a part of the fabric of your identity. You know it as yourself instead of a lesson to memorize. You know it because you are it. I think it's wonderful to remember joy. Indeed, remember joy. What a great idea. We'll be back after a short break. Please stay with us. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us on The Open Door. Today we're talking about the light of God never fails. And of course, we're always talking about the ascension. And uh, one of the quotes that, that we were just talking about during the break here that we heard in that last lecture excerpt was that the, we should enjoy the path of the ascension. Of course, the question is when. <laughs> <laughs> when does that start? Yeah, I think when you start to balance your karma, there, so. there's a joy that you know we've we've had shows on joy. It's it's not dependent necessarily on your outer circumstances, right? Because you know there's things that you do, and that's balancing karma and dealing with stuff and so forth. But you can have that joy of the knowledge of the presence of God, and you can have joy in things you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the mastery of life. And um, uh, Mark Prophet, as the Ascended Master Lanello said, you can measure your attainment by the amount of joy you have in your life. Oh, yeah. So uh, nobody loves a sour uh, sack, so to speak, that goes around with their head down and woe is <laughs> me type of thing. And that's not to, to minimize the challenges that people face. But you've got to hold that energy up. You've got to hold that light and that joy and be that manifestation of joy, not just when things are going great. But knowing that the nature of God is joy, and if God is with me, then I should have that joy even when the other things are challenging in my life. And, of course, we're in the human plane (laughs) of existence, so that's why we're working to gain mastery. Well, and there's nothing accidental about mastery. It's a choice. We make that choice daily, hourly, moment by moment. Well, it is. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that um, have an interest in spiritual things, but they sort of meander. And sometimes they get caught up in psychic things, which are fascinating, you know, interesting things, but they're not getting them closer to God. 
How do you get closer to God? And that's the key to your ascension. As Mrs. Prophet said, you know, it's not a checklist you go through, and it's it's not your mental knowledge of the world or psychic realm or anything. It's the quality of heart. And that's why people do make their ascension without the knowledge of this path because their heart, Mother Teresa, for example, or people like that. But they're few and far between. And for most of us, we need an understanding. And that's what the Ascended Masters give. They give an understanding of who we are, the equation that we're facing not only in our own lives but on planet Earth, and the solution to this. In other words, don't give us... Don't make me feel unhappy about what's going on unless there's a way out. God always has a way out for those that are willing to take a stand for the truth. And, of course, that whole teaching on Jesus and the garden and so forth, he had to take a stand, you know, that he was going to put God's will first, and then the angels rushed in. Well, and the nature of initiation, I think Mrs. Prophet alludes to this in a number of different ways, is that it may seem momentous in the moment. It It might seem huge. But once you make the decision and you decide to take on that initiation, then suddenly... Just the, all the, the, the onerous part evaporates. I, we realize that we are basically making a choice. You know, I like, uh, I like the fact that the Ascended Masters won't say, oh, Terry, you're such a nice guy. <laughs> they might say, Terry, you're a nice guy, but here's some stuff you got to work on. Well, <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. Well, yeah, it? this is not a mutual admiration society. No. They know that God is in us, but they also know unless we balance their karma, Unless we gain that mastery, we're not going to become ascended beings, which means we're not going to have a mortal life until we get there. Now the door is open, the window is open, I mean, uh, the stadium is open, you know, <laughs> if you will, to go in there and find this path, have the, the means, you know, even as we're talking to people around the world, that's the amazing part of, of the, the technology we have today. Mm. Anywhere in the world you can get these teachings, and if people will apply them, if they'll try you know, Theos rules you is what mm-hmm. three letters of try is. God rules you. Try. Give God a chance. Yeah. You know, given everything else a chance in this world, give yeah. God a chance. And, you know, allow him to lead you and guide you. And and God will give you enough to keep you going, so to speak. He doesn't mm-hmm. want us to be self-satisfied. Well, I've been around a long time, and I've done a lot of decrees, so I think I'll just put my feet up. It doesn't quite work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, the Ascendant Master is always growing and evolving, and so are we. And that's the exciting part about this. Oh, indeed. You know, there are, some of you may be familiar with uh, the yoga aphorisms. Uh, One of them states that everything counts, but nothing matters. And it has to do with the very Zen-like, you know, this is being unattached outcome, that what we do in the moment, the purity of our intention is what will dictate basically what kind of reward we get as a result of making a choice. We got to remember though that we are the, we are choosing and God is the doer. That's we have to, the good, God's adore the good things in our well, lives. I mean, his <laughs> but, energy is what we use to do whatever we do. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting, you mentioned about reward in heaven and so forth, and we determine our own reward by what we magnetize. Yeah. And, you know, when people leave embodiment, they magnetize to them whatever place on the, either in the etheric world or the astral world they'll go to by their momentums. And so we, we judge ourselves, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but the masters want us the highest opportunity, the highest manifestation. And I know I've said this before, but you, know, you hear these near-death experience. Every person that gets over there doesn't want to come back. Yeah. You know. And, of course, they have to come back if they have unfinished business. Well, let's finish up our business while we have the opportunity. And that means doing something. Well, and i got to remember that every test we face, every initiation – we can utilize what we were talking about at the beginning of this show. The reality is the light of God never fails. So if the path gets tough, there's a challenge of some momentary obstruction, 
Say it three times as, as Mrs. Prophet suggested. The light of God never fails. The light of God never fails. The light of God never fails. And the beloved I am presence is that light. Yeah. Magic and, formula. And you know something in an earlier segment today, uh, we touched on the fact that souls, you know, we talked about uh, souls not being here, abortion. If if you, our listeners out there, if any of you feel like you're like on your own or your your peers aren't with you or one thing and another, there may be a very good reason for that. But don't be disheartened, you know. Take up just just get get a little willpower in you and say, Well, okay, I'm on my own here, but by God's grace, I'm hearing these teachings. I have access to these teachings. I can connect with this stuff. I can buy these books. I can get these CDs and tapes and things and take up this path. And the light of God. And the light of God will never fail because the beloved mighty I am presence is that light. You know, one of the other aspects of this too is that we have to remember that you don't bargain with God. We don't make compromises here. Well, I'll give you this if you give me that. You know, it's like, okay, I know what I need to do. And I think yeah. we, we all recognize God it. makes the rules, and, um, you know, that's the way it is. And he, yeah. he makes them for a purpose and a reason. He, yeah. God, you know, uh, as we know God and, and our teachings, Beloved Alpha, is Omega has said he's the most humble being in the universe. And so if God is humble, I guess we could be humble too. <laughs> you um, think? <laughs> but this path and opportunity, and it is letting going of preconceived notions about who you are and your human consciousness and, you know, those quirks that you may think are interesting but maybe blocks in your spiritual path. Yeah. I mean, I can give example one is I used to love sarcasm, you know, but sarcasm <laughs> is not the highest thing on this planet. It's funny a lot of times, yeah. but, you know, it's just not, it's not people that are pursuing a spiritual path don't want to make that their forte, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've tried to let go of that over the years. So I'm grateful. I don't want anything to hold me back. And furthermore, I don't want any things in my life that are going to hold back others. Well, and we remember too, again, this was, we were reminded of this in that last segment about doing the right thing for the right reasons. We look at our motives, we look at what motivates us, and we understand that we have a choice to use the highest good, the highest expression of the energy that we're using, which is God's energy, to create goodness, grace, kindness, whatever it is that's in the moment there for us to have. And don't forget to call for God's will. Yep. That's what Jesus said. Do every, all decisions you make always call for God's will to unfold. Indeed. Well, we already come to the end of another program. Mm-hmm. Terry, if they want to get a hold of us, they being you out there who we love, how do you do that? Well, they can contact us at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio. <laughs> Tom, you're right. <laughs> webradio at tsl.org. <laughs> .org, yeah. <laughs> And we will respond to. Thank you so much again for being part of this mandala. We're grateful for your presence, your activity here. Onward and upward, keep on keeping on. And as we like to say, though, the upward path may sometimes be difficult. The rewards are out out of of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.